was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. K. <laughs> Lil Barron. How are you doing? Uh, today's a great day. It's a good day. I'm doing good. Hey, listen, for the past several weeks, we've been kind of promoting some of the benefits yes. that go along with being an athlete at the mm -hmm. Huntsman World Senior Games. I want to continue that today. Today, I just want to briefly mention one of the most obvious ones. Okay. It's... Listen, at most events, <laughs> at most events, when you compete, one of the most ubiquitous benefits is the commemorative t-shirt, oh, right? Yes. So yes. we're no different. We have a we have a great t-shirt. When you compete at the Huntsman World Senior Games, it's a it's a nice performance mm -hmm. tee. You can use it during your competition, or you can use it once it's over and just look back on all the great memories Absolutely. that you made at the Huntsman World Senior Games. With nearly 12,000 athletes competing in the games every year. There's a lot of Huntsman World Senior Games t-shirts walking around yes, out there. Are. Now, I know I'm kind of attuned to it. Like, I, I notice it. I see them everywhere. I see them here yeah. locally at the grocery store. Yeah. But I also see them when I'm traveling on the road all around the United States and even around the world. I've seen them in other countries. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun for me to see those. <laughs> But you know what? I've also found that it's an awesome conversation starter. It is. Uh, so, you know, I've made not only just really quick friends by commenting on the shirt, but more often than not, I've been inspired by an incredible story right. that comes along with right. that shirt. So I want to throw this challenge out to our listeners. This okay. is a little bit different. It's not something that we've ever done before, yeah. but I want to challenge our listeners to keep your eyes open. Oh. And when you see one of our shirts, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what year it is. It can be the most recent year. It can be our very first year. But like I said, with 36 years <laughs> and well over 10,000 people per year, there's a lot of Huntsman yes, World Senior Game shirts walking around out there. When you see one, walk up and start a conversation. And after you've made a new friend or you've been inspired, like I have been in the past, I want to challenge you to snap a quick photo of the two of you oh. and then post it to your social media with the hashtag yes world senior games friend so hashtag world senior games friends all in one word that's mm -hmm. friends with an s mm -hmm. hashtag world senior games friends again all one word if you'll do that on july 1st we're going to scour the interwebs looking for this <laughs> hashtag and we're going to award two registration fee waivers one for you and one for your new friend oh. for the huntsman world senior games for this year oh, awesome. so if you've already registered uh, and you've already taken care of that. That's great. Um, we're going to send you a refund. Yeah. If your friend has already registered, we'll send him, him or her a refund as well. If you haven't yet, then you can use that registration fee waiver to register for the 2023 Huntsman World Senior Games. And uh, we're hoping that this will also spark an opportunity to create new friends. In fact, we're oh. hoping that it'll make our founder, John Morgan's mission yes. of fostering worldwide friendships a reality. So yes. take that picture, post it on social media. Don't forget the hashtag. It's hashtag World Senior Games Friends. It's got to be. It's got to be spelled that way because that's how we're going to look for it. Okay. World Senior Games Friends, and let's get you coming to the games okay. for free. Like that. Isn't that fun? Like that. Yes. Okay. Now listen. Today's guest, Lil. Yes. This is going to be great. Dr. James Parker is an Air Force veteran and the owner of Parker Muscle and Sports Clinic in Kaysville, Utah. A couple of months ago, you'll remember this, Lil, back on episode 433, we had two-time Paralympian David Blair on the show, and he mentioned how pivotal his coach, Dr. Parker, has been yes. in his continued success. Not only has Dr. Parker been an Olympian himself, yes. 
in the 2004 Olympics for the hammer throw. He was on the medical team for the most recent Olympics in Tokyo. He's been a D1 collegiate men's basketball consultant and a track and field consultant for Team USA on multiple world championship medical teams. His journey as an elite athlete whose career was cut short due to injury has motivated him to discover why so many suffer from chronic pain and injury and to help them overcome their setbacks. Very Dr. Nice. Parker, welcome to yes, the show. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, we're uh, we're excited. And uh, like I said, when we met with uh, Dave, I don't know, it's been a couple of months yeah. ago now. It's been a little while yeah. back. He was uh, just so high on the help that you had <laughs> given him and, and the training that you've been able to do together and the success that he'd been able to have yeah. with your help. So we're excited to visit yeah. with you today. And I just want to say really fast, when we were in Korea, I watched the hammer throw for the first time. Oh, so you've never seen the hammer throw? Oh. No. So that was awesome. It is. Yeah. And as much or maybe even more than any other uh, in my in my uneducated <laughs> and, and just observer opinion, there is a technique to that oh. that is crucial. Oh, now, if yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you tell me if I'm wrong, Dr. Parker, but if if you don't get your your hurdles down just right. I mean, that's going to affect your time and it might affect your uh, ability to get over the the hurdle and yes. maybe you'll injure yourself. But if you don't get that hammer <laughs> technique down just right, yeah. like there's yeah. some, there's some serious repercussions there potentially. Yeah. Right. Oh, many falls myself. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, it's not a fun learning process by any means, but, but yeah, they say between the pole vault and the hammer throw the most technical events in track and field. Ooh, I believe I it. I believe it. I believe it. I have never thrown the hammer. I've seen it done before, yeah. though. Uh, I have pole vaulted not well. <laughs> let, me, let me let me be clear on that. I have not pole vaulted well, but I, I have pole vaulted a couple of times. I watched it once. There. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course it counts. Anyway, uh, fantastic. And yeah. congratulations on the success. Yeah. There. I, I want to start there. 2004 Olympic Games. Mm. Biggest sports stage on earth, really. What's that like walking into that as an athlete? It was, you know, ever since I was a little kid watching the Olympic Games, um, you know, I would cry because I'd be so inspired, you know, yes. and um, to to be able to represent my country and walk on that track was just it was a dream come true you know my 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 uh friends and teammates in high school oh james you're gonna go to the olympics and things like that but but you don't realize how how little of a chance you have to make a team it's only every four years it's it's a hard team to make and you know i i i refer to myself as a um you know short pudgy kid from utah <laughs> um, that made an Olympic team, you know, I mean, there's a lot that went into it. There's a little bit of luck, but I mean, it was just, it was an amazing experience. Had my family there, had my wife there and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. It. it was the pinnacle of my athletic career. Yeah, wow. absolutely. That's amazing. Awesome. And, you know, we, uh, we get to watch a little bit of that every year here mm -hmm. at the world senior games. We're not every four years. It's yeah. an open event, but that, that feeling, that experience of being able to go out there and compete, uh, in, in a setting that many people don't take advantage of or are unable to take advantage of. There's something special about that as well. Not, not even uh, considering just the obvious Olympic yeah. connection between the multi-sport event and the Olympics, mm -hmm. but we get to watch people kind of live that year after year and, you know, time after yeah. time. And there, there's something special about it. There really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So today we're going to get into a little bit more of the other side, kind of your professional career. We're going to talk a little bit about something that no one really likes to talk about, and that is injuries. 
Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with you um, as an NCAA athlete. Uh, obviously, at the Olympics, you've had you know been able to to reach the the pinnacle of the sport. Um, and, and then as a professional, uh, you've moved into the you know this 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 uh, opportunity ability to help other people work through injuries. When you were competing, though, d- did you remain injury free, or is that something that you had to deal with during your 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 time as a as an athlete as well? Yeah, no, I mean, um, there were bumps and bruises. You know, youth is a wonderful thing. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Never quick. Uh, you know, you get a little bit of ice and stem, you stretch a little and things just seem to get better. Yeah. You know, as you get older, things change, you know, so um, I didn't remain injury free. I can't imagine, but I don't remember anything specific uh, other than in college. I did have a back injury uh, that kept me up for quite a while where I thought I was going to lose my scholarship at Utah State. Um, and, uh, and and that was a journey. Um, had to kind of go through um, some different models of treatment before I kind of found what worked for me, um, which kind of led me down the path I am today. But uh, but yeah, I mean, as, as a young athlete, you know, you didn't pay much attention. I didn't think about it much, you know, as an older athlete, because I did compete until I was 38 years old. I mean, in the in the world of track and field, you get up into your you know 30s, you're you're an older athlete, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I had to think about that a lot more. So, um, I, I I think that <laughs> what you just said there is going to resonate so well with our athletes. I had to start yeah. thinking about it a lot more, you know. But the but the drive is still there. The drive is still there for sure. So, two thousand four Olympic Games, incredible experience. Um, two thousand eight, you had a little bit of a setback. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, two thousand four. I mean, I could. I was just. I mean, I I was training with great people. My training partner who was a very famous Japanese athlete. You know, he helped me, he, he brought me up a notch. Um, and then, you know, after that, after, after I made the team and the Olympics went by, um, you know, I had to go back to my, my job at the time and I was in the air force. So, you know, I, with a lot of, uh, you know, I would say senior athletes, um, you're not just, you know, you're not a professional athlete, right? You have a profession, you have a job, you have time, you have family, you have other things drag, you know, pulling at your energy strings and you have to like be able to allocate energy towards these things. And when you have something you love, like an, an event or, or something you like to do, race, jump, throw, whatever, um, you know, you only have so much, much uh, you can give to that. So, so, you know, something's got to give at some point and, you know, we're getting older, we're starting to, you know, break down. I mean, the, the stat of uh, we lose one to 2% of muscle mass uh, every year after the age of 30, you know, that's a big deal for a lot of people. So trying to maintain that muscle mass is, is huge. That's that, that goes a lot for your, your, uh, your, uh, you know, health and your uh, longevity and things of that nature. So um, yeah, it, it's a, it, it's a harder thing as you get, as you get older uh, and you try to have to fight that. So, but, but the thing is, you know, I, I, in 2008, I was back in the air force. I had to, I had my family, I had a young family. I was trying to get, you know, impressed with my boss. Um, I tried to compete at the same level, you know, as at this world-class level. And I did yeah. and, and so I started to break down and have these n- nagging knickknack. I call them knickknack injuries. They're kind of minor injuries, but they just stuck around. Yeah. And they accumulate. Yeah, exactly. And so I had to figure out how to deal with that. And unfortunately, I didn't figure it out soon enough. And in 2008, that was my last time competing at the Olympic trials in Eugene, Oregon. 
and I, I left it all there and, and gave it up and, and moved on to, you know, what I'm doing now and which I'm, I'm grateful for, but, but it was, it was definitely a lesson, a heartbreak. I felt like I had more. I felt like I wanted to keep going, but my body was limiting me uh, for whatever reason. And I just, with this, the situation, life situation, I had to, I had to move on. We could, we could get, do a whole entire episode on the mental health aspect of transitioning from, you know, that high level athlete to something different, not, not, not necessarily worse right. or better, but something different. Uh, we're not going to have time to get into that, but um, you know, you touched on some really important things there. Uh, I want to get into maybe some specifics here. You, you talk with your, your customers, your, your clients, your, your um, athletes that you work with, your patients about muscle inhibition. What is that? Can you explain what muscle inhibition is to us? Sure, sure. Um, you know, muscle inhibition is actually quite well studied in the physiotherapy literature and mostly associated with um, post-surgical knees. So a lot of times after a, after a total replacement, people experience weakness that just doesn't seem to get better. Um, now, it, in the, uh, you know, under a microscope, there's a little uh, organ, it's a little nervous system structure called the Golgi tendon apparatus, and it sits between the muscle, the red muscle fibers and that tendon. And it's there to trip the muscle so it doesn't get overloaded and tear. So I don't know if anybody's ever had a situation where, you know, they had something hit them or, you know, they were loaded all of a sudden they had to grab something and hold on to it. And then they just buckle, you know, uh, some of that is the Golgi tendon apparatus kicking in so that you don't tear muscle. Okay. And so there, there's this temporary inhibition structure put into our, our, our bodies, our muscles. Um, now we believe my mentors, myself that have been doing this for, you know, since, uh, the sixties, uh, believe that there's more of a permanent one. Now this hasn't been proven in the literature yet, but clinically what we see is that sometimes when people have these old injuries, like, you know, every, every athlete's had something, you know, they sprained their ankles in high school, they had knee problems, you know, whatever it is, back problems. Uh, you know, there's these little micro traumas that happen over the years that add up. And there's the muscle inhibition is essentially, it's like an electrical circuit. So the muscle blows its circuit, it inhibits, and the neighboring muscles have to make up for the forces that that muscle is not producing. And so it leads to uh, joint dysfunction and, and all sorts of breakdown. I mean, you could just kind of name a bunch of things. So, um, but um it's a nervous system thing. It happens. People usually don't even realize it. They just say, Hey, I'm getting old or I can't produce the power I used to. And some of that is, you know, just aging and breakdown, but some of it is muscle inhibition too, is what I believe. So, so, you know, identifying be able to solve muscle inhibition is very important for longevity and for, for performance. Yeah. So mm. great definition yeah. there. Um, now that we've defined it in, you know, two <laughs> sentences or less, how do we, I'm just kidding, but how do we fix it? What's the next step now that we know what it is? Um, you know, uh, directed exercise can fix muscle inhibition, I believe. Um, a lot of the people I see have failed at physical therapy and, and things of that nature, everything they know how to do. And, you know, we use, um, uh, for lack of a better term, muscle activation therapy, um, to get a muscle to, to get its integrity back. And so then they can start to strengthen it. So, you know, the therapy identifying fixing, and then, you know, then directed um, rehabilitative type physiotherapy type exercises to strengthen that tissue again. 
and uh, range of motion increases, strength increases almost immediately. Um, and people start to feel like they can get back to what they think they could do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard one to fix. It's first of all, it's hard to know it's there. Yeah. yeah. Because you just think, Oh, I'm just breaking down all oh, that old ankle sprain I had in high school. It's just what it is. I'm just going to always have weak ankles. No, the body is, is made to heal. Um, if all essential elements are present, the body will heal and it will heal very quickly, actually. So it's, it's fascinating. You know, I, I go back to when I was in college and I hurt my back. Um, I, I, I hurt my back again and I was like, dang it, I'm going to have to wait four to six weeks before I can get back to where I want to want to be yeah, again. We want to be try yeah. it again. Dang it. You know, and, 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 and I, at the time I thought, gosh, there's gotta be a faster way, you know? And, and I believe, you know, I, I, I found one way in, in where people can, you know, as long as there's not enough, uh, there's not tissue damage too, too severe that people can switch that, that uh, flip that switch again and get back to where they want to be faster. So um, yeah, it's, it's a tough question. There's, I think there's a lot of things, um, you know, I know what I know and, and, you know, therapies and targeted exercise are, are some of the, some of the best stuff you can do. Awesome. In relation to that, when we were visiting with uh, Dave Blair uh, a few weeks back, um, he told us that, that you told him at one point that he was overtraining and that he needed to back off a little bit. Is, is that a, a part of what you're talking about as well? Or or is that something that we should consider as we're trying to you know rehabilitate and get back to where we want to yeah. be? Yeah, definitely. Especially for the older athlete, you know, Dave, you know, Dave, Dave's 48 now. Um, still throwing and still doing amazing. Um, he felt like, gosh, I got to go back to the volume I was doing when I was in my early twenties, you know? Yeah. And over time, he just kind of plateaued. He was tired. You know, I think, I think the rest thing we don't emphasize enough. Uh, it's actually starting to be talked about quite a bit more. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys have had some specials on sleep and, and the emphasis they're putting on sleep nowadays. I mean, yeah. that's just, yeah. just huge talk about that right now. So the resting, uh, especially for the older athlete, you, you need quality and not quantity. Uh, when you're younger, you can handle the quantity and maybe you need the quantity at that time. But for the older athlete that has all these other, you know, things floating in their mind and their life, you know, like I said, you only have so much energy pie you can dedicate to your, to your body, to your, um, you know, your sport. Um, it's quality over quantity and rest in between is so important. And I think it's individual. I don't think everybody needs to rest the same amount of time. I think, you know, if you're doing endurance type events versus say power type events, the rest intervals might be different. Um, you know, it's hard to really say it's, it's the same for everybody. It's not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the emphasis on rest is so huge. And for, so for an athlete like Dave, you know, he's got tons of reps underneath him. Yeah. He just has to feel it again, right? He had to feel it. He had to just kind of feel that technique, feel that timing, feel that energy and say, okay, now we're good. And then we can go into competition. So I think, I think the emphasis on rest just isn't, isn't enough. Yeah. And I, th I think there's, you know, muscle memory is, is so important. And especially for an older athlete who's been competing in that sport uh, throughout their life. Uh, you got, that's gotta be something that you take into account of. And then just the ability to, to read your body, and step back a little bit, which, you know what, like, that's the hard, that's a hard thing to do. Like, because like you said, as a youth, it is, it is quantity, right? Like I I've helped uh coach at the high school level before. And, um, 
you know, you can say quality and you can mean quality, but sometimes you just need to shoot like 500 double legs and that's all there is yeah. to it. Like you just, you, that's what you have to do. You know, you just, you just, you just got to do it. But by the time you're up, uh, you know, a little bit older, uh, you know, that, that concept of needing the rest is so important and so crucial. And I, I guess the way you determine that is just listening to what your body's telling you, right? Yeah. Listen to what the body's telling you. I mean, if you got the experience and you got the reps in, you, know, you, you attained a pretty high level, you know, it's there. It's just touching on it again. So yeah, yeah, definitely individual. You got to listen to your body. Maybe hopefully you have a coach or somebody that some outside eyes that can, that can help you determine that too. Cause sometimes we don't see that ourselves, you know, we're, we're kind of biased. We're in our own heads about things. And right. uh, but yeah, I think that's an important point yeah. that it's it's worth having some outside eyes looking at it, you know, especially experienced outside eyes, uh, you know, that can help you through that. And I know a lot of our athletes, um, you know, especially it feels like it's more of a recent phenomenon, but so many of our senior athletes have hired coaches yeah. and are, you know, able to really push themselves in the appropriate way yeah. to have this, this incredible success because you know now they're now they're in a position where you know maybe before they didn't have the time or the resources but now that now they can but man i'm always i'm always impressed with how yeah. many of our athletes have hired a personal trainer or a specific coach that's helping them and working with them and and making a difference yeah. in their uh, in their yeah. behavior which is you know kind of cool we've got about i don't know 2 minutes left any other you know, unpopular opinions <laughs> that, that uh, not everybody would maybe know about or have heard about that you'd share uh, tips and tricks that people can put into practice. Totally. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, when I come back to that, we lose one to 2% of muscle mass after age of 30 a year. Um, you know, if you want to do your sport and you want to do it a long time, you've got to keep that in mind. So, um, you know, even for, uh, um, uh, you know, distance type events, endurance type events. Like if you look at the athletes in endurance type events back in the nineties and eighties, um, and especially women, I mean, I think it's very apparent on women, but they, they look emaciated. They look, you can see bones, you can see ribs. Look at them nowadays. These gals have deltoids. They have trapezius muscles. They have bulging muscles, right? And they're breaking world records. So I think the emphasis on strength and conditioning, even in endurance events, is huge for people, for longevity, uh, for health, for injury prevention and things like that. And then another thing that I really emphasize a lot in my clinic is uh, there's a condition uh, that's uh, called uh, Red S, Reduced Energy Deficit Syndrome. It's very apparent in youth, but if you think about it, your energy output, your energy intake might not match your energy output. And one of the most important things when it, when it relates to uh, uh, muscle uh, integrity and muscle mass is protein. And so there is a general, for most adults, there's a general recommendation of one gram per pound body weight per day. Uh, that's a lot. That's quite it, a bit of protein. Like, yeah, it's like a couple of chicken breasts, right? Yeah. Almost uh, a meal. Every, gets, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but I think that is so important, you know, in our dietary approaches, um, our training approaches really focus on that muscle integrity. Um, and those are some of the most simple things you can do to, uh, uh, to, to keep your muscle mass, keep you up and, and, and muscle mass equals increased metabolism, increase, uh, it, it equals increased bone density, you know, which is huge, um, and, and, and increased performance. So, yeah. so if you can, if you can maintain your muscle mass, that's, that's a big deal. Two great points there, uh, that resistance training and protein. I mean, I, I remember even, um, how revolutionary it seemed to be 
that Tiger Woods was lifting weights, you know, in a sport that traditionally hadn't been strength, uh, you know, based, it was, it was experience and whatever. But I remember how crazy it seemed at the time yeah. that this golfer, you know, this golfer of all things is actually doing resistance training. And, and now of course that's just the normal, that's just the way that it is now. So two, two great points there. Um, we've used up all of our time, Dr. Parker. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing yes. some of your experiences. And uh, best of luck as you move forward and and uh, keep working with uh, you know great athletes who are doing the best that they can and you're helping them achieve their goals. It's awesome. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I know you've been worried a lot about protein recently yes, and been. it's tough. Like it's, it's easy to say, Oh, just, you know, eat a bunch of hamburgers or whatever, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to get it in. Anyway, a couple of things, Lil, just to wrap us up here, just a reminder, it is time to register for the Huntsman world senior games. You can do that at seniorgames.net. You're going to find all of our schedules, the rules, everything you need to know yeah. to be a part of the games. Don't forget to take advantage of our early bird pricing, yeah. which is in effect until August 1st. Again, all that information at seniorgames.net. You don't want to miss our guests next week. We're going to have 80-year-old British former athlete and Olympian, Derek Boozy. Derek will share his experience with the Huntsman World Senior Games along with words of wisdom from his time as a triple jump track and field athlete and the coach on the collegiate as well as the Olympic level. He's going to be great. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, mm -hmm. and you can find this podcast anywhere that you find your favorite shows. Uh, give us a rating, write a quick review if you can. That helps us spread the word a lot. And then, of course, you can find this in previous shows right on our website. Once again, SeniorGames.net. Check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It comes from the one and only Betty White, American actress, comedian, who said, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. <laughs> Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.